What's happening, guys? Inside the show, it is Thursday, the 28th of uh, January, 2021. If sound a little foggy, it's because it's early in the morning. Uh, we're switching up the show times because we've got some different guests in different countries. Or guests at this point. We've got some guys getting back to me right now with the time difference. It makes things a little hectic. But uh, Joe Stevens hosting this bad boy as always. And I'm joined by the man holding it down, producing co-hosting a bit of everything today. Donnell, what's happening, bud? Absolutely heaps, actually. Yeah, you've been busy. Yeah, I'm quite busy. So to have some time off to do a show, it's good. Yeah, you said, oh, I'm coming in Thursday. I was like, oh, cool. I haven't yeah. seen you for two months in the office. Yeah, it's good to be back. Actually, no, you were in here the other night. Yeah, we did that show with Aiden. Yeah. That was good. But we actually have to do real work today. So. Yeah, we do. We have a lot. You have a lot of real work to catch up on. I know. Even though it's not your real job yet. No. We're working on it. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Today, we are doing a little bit of uh, America show, kind of super cross catch-up, chit-chat. You know what it is. America. <laughs> yeah. Supercross. We're going to talk some Supercross. We are going to have our American correspondent, ex-co-host, Duran G-Banger Stapleton. <laughs> all right. Yes. He is going to hopefully pick up the phone to us in a minute, and we're going to chat all things Supercross. Now, Banger's been living, geez, uh, in America for- He's been over there for a while, a while now. Like over a year. A year and a half, I think. He's been back in Cali, um, you know, co-hosted with us the first year with Inside Dirt. And uh, Banger unfortunately got hurt at H1 in practice. Was it a, a Carmel Colbone or? Uh, we'll have to find something. out. I can't remember. We'll talk to him in a minute. But he looked really good. He's he been riding good. Well, he was 29th. Yeah. So. Definitely had a shot at making the mains. But yeah, G Banger's going to come on. He was a fan favorite and uh, everyone loves talking to Duran. So with that being said, we'll call him in just a minute. I've got messages out to you, Reeve Konsky. We had you organized the other day to come on and then the time difference messed it up you know, to talk about Brayton's podium and everything else that's been going on with the Markov team. Uh, but right now, Yareev saw my message at two in the morning and has not responded. Um, and we also had Chucky Sanders coming on because uh, he's currently quarantined at the Melbourne airport to talk about Dakar, but uh, that didn't work out either. So we'll probably just end up doing a separate show with Chucky. Um, what about us? Dude, I was going to say the guy that's got bigger lips than Kim Kardashian after getting stung with that bee. Yeah, and biting to his lip from hitting the bar pad. He just... It's just all man. Not in a good way. All mullet, all man. Yeah. Probably needs to get locked in a room for two weeks to recover. <laughs> Straight up. Um, all right, so... Uh, should we just call Duran now and talk Supercross, or do you want to talk Supercross then call Duran? Well, I think we need to talk about it. Okay. Dean Wilson. Ah. We've got to go there. I don't want to, but we have to. Well, okay. What What's your stand on it? I actually don't blame Dean that much. I, I honestly think the blame pie is more of Roxon. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate on that? I do because, um, number one, flip reverse it. If Webb was in first, he would have found a way around Dean. Or, and look, it's hard now. It's Thursday. Every podcast that everyone's listened to would have talked about this. Um, you know, everyone jumps on it and, and, you know, does their thing. But if my perspective, Roxon panicked, you know, he hit his rear wheel on that wall jump. All we had to do was follow him on that inside. The next end of that next rhythm was a big 180 ball turn. He would have gone up the inside and made the move. Webb is a fucking menace on the last lap anyway. So like, I don't know if everyone's saying, oh, he wouldn't have got him on that last lap. Like, the, I don't know. He was coming. He was coming. <laughs> but he was coming because Roxon got held up. But either way, 
I think uh, Rocks are panicked. I think he should have just known that it was a 180-180 inside ruts. There was no way Webb was going to leverage a pass, and then he would have got the end of that next rhythm. Now, I'm not an elite Supercross guy winning championships. You don't so say. <laughs> easy for me to sit here mashing on the keyboard like everybody else. But, um, you know, Dean made an honest mistake. You know, everyone Look, you talking. Can't, there's no way you can say that Dean wasn't in the wrong, but... He was in the wrong, but it, yeah, it's, it could have been not as bad. Anyone saying that he did it with team tactics at round three, round fucking three, when Sorry, Webb hasn't even won three, a race, like it's fucking on, round three. Come on, team tactics, you can shut up with that. Shit. Yeah, it's craziness. It's, it's absolute craziness. Um, no, I think look, it's a shitty deal. Uh, but Webb, look, and here's the other thing: like Webb's done that to Roxon so many times now. It's kind of getting like ridiculous, kind of ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that's my take. Uh, yeah. What's your take? Uh, look, I'm just a big Dino fan, so I can't, you know, I hold a little bit of bias. I do like Roxon as well, and that's the hard thing. I also like where I just like everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he, look, he was in the wrong, probably should have moved. You do see everyone's going, the blue flags weren't waving. It was like, well, Fernandez was on the back of him, and Chiz was in front of him, so they were going to lap. Chisholm. Yeah. So they're thinking blue flag for him. That's the problem. And you had a valid point when we talked on the phone. It's like you go to you go to the MX Nationals um, back in, you know, the last however many years. I don't know why. This, it's Pro MX now, but back in the day, MX Nationals, the officials with the blue flags. Yeah. Like they're literally like throwing spears with blue waving flags on them at the lappers because there's there's such a, you know, you've got Dean Ferris and your top waters, elite guys in the world. Then you've got old mate who's a tradie that rocks up Sunday morning and tries to qualify and, and he's getting lapped twice whatever it is there's such a skill level difference that they, they made a point of that like every rider's briefing is like if you're um, you know if you're in the way or if you're getting lapped like you're going to know before yeah. that because once they're on you it's too late and they're going to come by you real quick and it's, it's actually dangerous right yeah. so you know you'd have Hancock out there you'd have Shuba, you'd have whoever else just Someone like throwing like flags, wa- like waving and pointing. I know Supercross is a closed course environment. It's not you can't just dip yeah, out. Yeah, we the, the same. Like obviously, we don't see it as much here in Australia because our tracks are a little bit shorter. Mm. Mind you, that was a forty-five second lap time. Yeah, in, and dude, don't even get me started on the tracks. Are too short. Tracks too short. The races are too long. Yeah, I, I don't laps. care what anyone says. Like. Yeah, it's good for the sport that the stars of the sport are out on the track longer for TV time and stuff. Well, it's still only 20 minutes. Uh, well, yeah, but it used to be 20 laps. So yeah. 20 laps at that length track would have been probably 18, uh, 18 minutes. minutes. No, sorry, 15 minutes, 14 minutes, right? The lights main would have been like nine. Yeah. Which I get, that's too short. Run more fucking races, fix the track up so it's not a survival rut fest. Do you think they're making the track shorter because it's easier when they're in the one location? They have to. It's just, it's got to be. Purely logistics for yeah. the triple, uh, not triple crown, the, the, the three races. The hub model. Yeah. Right. Um, so you got COVID to thank for that. But yeah, I personally, I, I feel since the, um, and I guess because I'm showing my age, like I'm 33. So the most of my life as a fan of Supercross was 20 lap. shit. 20 lap means, yeah, I am old as shit. Um, 20 lap mains, that's what it was. Did they have upside down forks when you started watching Supercross? Or was uh, it like- probably not when I started <laughs> watching it. <laughs> Elsinore's and steel frames and, well, KDM's steel frames. I think the first review I ever watched of Supercross was like 93. I would yeah, have been right. like five. Yeah, I wasn't even born. No. No, definitely not. But anyway, my opinion, track's too broken down in a 20 yeah. minute main or they need a longer intermission between lights and open 
to fix, fix the track up, like yep. whatever it is, you know. Um, yeah, the fact that you're getting what you get maybe six or seven laps in the 450 main, and then they have to start jumping through the whoops because they're already broken down too much. Mm. Like, I yeah, and I think everyone each to their own. Some guys, oh, it's more gnarly, it's better racing. It's like I like them being able to hammer the track. Yeah, you know that's that's what I enjoy watching. Heat races to me is so fun. Mm. Yeah, I know the track's never going to stay that way, but I don't know, man. Like the you know, fix the track up, longer intermissions, do the triple header format more often where they have more time in between. I don't know, whatever it is, but I think, yeah, to me that, that and it's dangerous for the riders. I reckon there's only a handful of even the top factory guys on a track as rough as it was and in lap time is as short and intense as it was on the weekend could actually do 20 minutes balls out. Yep. Hardly any. Well, Roxon was winded. You could see it. Where would like you see him in their interviews like they're winded, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I think well, Roxon might have been winded because he was pissed off and screaming. Yeah, he was probably foaming at the mouth too, right? But I don't know. It's like when you've got lappers lapping lappers, you know. Yeah, when you've got a guy going what two, or, you know, like two laps down, ten to eleven place going a lap down, cheers, eighteen, nineteen place going two, three laps down, whatever it is. I don't yeah. know. But um, yeah, so that's that's the whole lapper thing, in my opinion. Um, What's your thoughts been on racing so far? It's been good. Yeah. I've been enjoying it. Uh, liking the way that Barsh has recovered from that round two, despite yeah. having to he stay in first gear. Really good. Was it first? Yeah, I think it was first. Dude. That's not good. No. <laughs> that just shows you how strong that gas gas is. If Barsh <laughs> can ride around a supercross track in first gear, not be able to shift and still finish ninth. The bike would and just not be blow like, it up. Yeah, but it's Barsh's bike. His bike probably just thought he was over revenue like normal. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like what? What's the difference? But so yeah, I did like that. What did he go? One nine four. One nine four, and the four he came through from like Charging. ten or outside the top yeah. ten. So that was super cool. Um, Tomac, Tomac, thirteen one five five. Yeah, I think like it's just if he really wants to go like last year, he was cons- when I say consistent, like he was consistent consistent for uh, Tomac. Well, I've started with my words there. I think you're right. You did stutter, but. <laughs> Tomac is the window. Tomac's on or off. When he's on, he's going to win or be top three. When he's off. When he's off, it's like, is it a 13th or is it a 5th? Because if it's a 5th, that's okay. That's manageable. He'll win the championship. Yep. If it's if it's worse than that. You can't be winning titles with a 13th. No, he's had one. That's that's all he gets. That's the scratch for the year. Like, I think his worst last year was 7th. So, yeah, if he... Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Like, round two, I'm like, oh, everyone's screwed. Tomac's back. Then I saw that round, but the starts, the short tracks, you can't judge it. Like, it's going to be yeah. so subjective to each venue. Um, you know, Roxon's really impressed me. Yep. Um, Webb. Yeah, we blew him out on the uh Yeah, on the I, I think a lot of people had doubt. And then when he came out the first round, I was like, okay, he's back. Yeah. Not that he was ever lost, but... No, it's... Look, I don't think he's ever going to get back to that 2017 form where he was just... Nah, just re- the, the guy. That guy. Gone. That yeah. Could have gone if that, you know, if he didn't crash it. Was it Anaheim where he a, did the A2 or yeah. whatever it was, yeah. If he didn't go down there, you could see him go on 17 from 17. Like, there was no one matching him for speed. Yeah, I mean, perfect season is a big call, but either way, yeah. Like, he was going to be winning the title. It was, um, yeah. Like, Monster done. Cup, when he crashed over the bars, like, he was so much faster than everybody else that year in 16 before he... You that know, was went. on a new Honda, too. Yeah. So, maybe he just gels with every time Honda releases a new bike, Roxon just turns it on. He, yeah, because that bike looks so good on him. Yeah. And and now you can see, like, I know it's not even the same caliber of rider, but when you see, like, Tickle and all those guys. Riding the older bike? Um, riding the older bike? Yeah. yeah it's just not even close. Um, 
But yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. I don't want to talk about too much before Duran comes on, but we'll get the inside mm. scoop. Um, Jet got a win. Jet got a win, which yep. was, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, super technical track. Jet just on another level. Yep. Uh, the other two rounds, it's been a bit inconsistent. Well, they got he got what did he go six one three like yeah I mean that crash on the last lap of the first round and stuff was doesn't help doesn't help but here's the thing now everyone's injured like Faulkner's out great sorry again. I don't <laughs> want to say great it's just I'm not a fan no you can't wish anyone getting hurt no, I don't and know you, that's not don't. what you meant no. but uh, yeah I don't know dude did you see that Moto memes of the Hep Suzuki yeah. <laughs> the dude looking <laughs> that's one thing to come out of this round of round three the internet has won. Oh, the internet won the week between Wilson and Faulkner and everything else. It's like, just great. Moto memes, I, I just, I, I live for that. Yeah. Just the DMs between me and you. Yeah, every day. Um, So Faulkner's out, Hampshire's out. Yeah. Um, Not surprising really on either of those two, no. I hate to say it. No. Um, Colt Nichols. Colt gets the win now. They're equal on points. Now you got Colt, right? Yeah. For the title now. Yeah. I, I've actually backflipped. I said, no, it's Craig. But now I'm thinking... Look, it, it's going to be a three-horse race. It's going to be Jet, Colt, and Christian. Because it's another triple header, and Indy's going to be ruddy and wet because of the time of year there. It's snowy. The dirt's going to be wet. It's going to break down. Um, Christian's better at hard pack. He's better at Get technical. That, like that west side. West, yeah, West Coast. He's, he's a Cali kid. Um, and then Jet... I don't know where Jet factors in, but there's literally no one else. Like, that's, that coast well, is already got, you weak. Got? You've got Moseman, Shimoda, Volan, who's I've been really surprised by oh, him. Super impressed. I mean, the, the coast being watered down helps him. Yeah. But, man, he's been so impressive. Like, it's... Yeah, it's really... It's down to those three now. With Faulkner and um, RJ out, that's sort of just... And, look, but I, I, don't, think, I, don't I think, think Moseman Faulkner. can get a win. Nah, no You don't way. reckon? No, nah, he'd be a podium guy because Jet or someone's going to have a bad race. But um, I think... I mean, I didn't have Faulkner pick for the title anyway. Yep. Where, what does he do now? Faulkner. Yeah, like he's he goes to ride the well, Suzuki he'll, 50 class. He'll ride outdoors, but I mean... Does Mitch, Mitch has got to be getting over it now. Does Mitch give him another go? Well... you got to think Cowie and Monster are like, we've invested so much in this kid, he needs to win a 250 title. But then, since really didn't either. Yeah, he won an outdoor title, but... I don't know. Cincerello was more well liked. Yeah, probably a better person. I don't know. I I I felt Look, bad. I've never met Austin Faulkner. I just nah. don't like him, mate. And that's the thing. Like, there's plenty of there's even guys in the Austria on Aussie riders where for the longest time I was like, I thought you were a dickhead. Like, I really didn't like you. But they have their guard up so much, being racers, and then you get to know them after. You're like, you're actually kind of cool. Like, and there's plenty of riders that probably hate me. Like. I, you know, I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> As in, there's no sugarcoating that. Well, not like I don't know, being the TV guy for so long and whatnot. Like you're gonna say things that piss people off. I get it. Um, I mean, there's guys now. Like I'll text come on the show. He's not even text me back. You know, and then Reeve. No, you Reeve's actually pretty good with <laughs> it. There's other guys um, that uh, that won't. And then you see him at the races, and they're oh cool. You Reeve said sure, give me thirty minutes. Cool. Uh, cool. What, what's your number over there? <laughs> Just um, all right. Talk. Audio him. Yeah, all right, uh, we'll better call Duran then if we're getting your Eve on too. Cause yeah. We actually got some real work to get done yeah, today right, as well. Yeah, so. cool. All right, we'll talk some shit. We um, have to talk some shit. AC got a podium. Woo! Yeah. Pretty happy about that. Yeah, he looked good too. Yeah, he like, looked Pasha good. Pasha was catching him. Yep, Sexton went down. That sucked. It ruined me fantasy that week. So, you know. Did he try to clear that next jump? I don't know. what. No, he swapped out in the sand. No, no, no. But with with himself, did he try and clear that next oh, jump? Probably. Try and downside it. I, I think he did, honestly. Yeah. I really think he did. 
Um, not that I can blame. Like it was, he thought on his feet. Mm. He was looking good too. Yeah, that's another one that you could have thrown. That's that class is so stacked. Oh, dude, it's mind you, same guys like Osborne, ten nine ten. Yeah, out of it. But it just goes to show how important the start is. But anyway, Duran, G. Ran Staple Tan. Let's get him on the show. FaceTime audio. It is connected to the Bluetooth. Hopefully he answers. He said uh, he'd be good to go. Let's hope so. Here we go. Hello, Duran. Hey. How far? Going on? How are you, buddy? Oh, not too bad. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're all good, mate. You're all good. FaceTime audio oh, okay. is working well. Um, oh, no. So what's going on, Bear? Yeah. You're uh, you're injured right now. Yeah, not too much uh, going on at the moment. I actually just um, got up today and what's it been, I think, 11 days. So I got up and finally unloaded my race bike from the van and just gave it a wash because I sort of felt bad. The bike probably only got about 10 hours on it all up and I was just sitting with that orange dirt on it. But, uh, yeah, pretty much just been doing a whole lot of nothing. That's crazy. It's only been 11 days because there's been so much racing. It feels like it was forever ago. But, um, yeah, I guess that three rounds in a week. So, um, dude, you look good. You've been looking good on Instagram. You've been putting in the work, living in America. And then was it the second practice it happened? Um, it was so second qualifying. So it was the third time out on the track. Um, and, yeah, it was just a bit disappointing sort of to go all that way and sort of like, it was nice being over here this time and with the way COVID and everything happened, not coming home and doing the Australian Supergrass Series actually was pretty cool because um, for the first time ever, I got to do a whole uh, off-season over here and riding the tracks and because you've got sort of, we had sort of about four available tracks um, to practice on. It was really cool to do a whole off-season uninterrupted, well, uninterrupted, you know, getting a lot of riding in. So I was feeling pretty good. And then to go and completely screw it all up in the uh, third time out on the track was pretty annoying, just a typical Duran thing to do. <laughs> what, I can't remember what you did. What, what, what have you done? Was it a collarbone or a shoulder? What, what did you do? Uh, this time in the crash, I just, I've broken four ribs. Um, oh. And then uh, I've uh, compression fractured three vertebrae. Oh, uh, but yeah. the Yeah, so when I was like in the hospital sort of, um, I was trying to sort of figure out what I'd uh, hurt because uh, the emergency room, I'm not sure if it was because of the COVID situation or, or what, but the emergency room was pretty um, hectic um, and trying to get information out of the, the people there was kind of hard. So when I first got there, I, I had a CT scan um, and then all of a sudden a lady came around with a back brace and put it on me. And I was sort of like, I was, we were sort of thinking, well, that's not good. Um, <laughs> that's and then, never a good sign. <laughs> and and, um, and I was like, uh, what have I broken? And when I was in there, actually at the CAT scan, um, getting the CT scan, the, the ladies were like, oh, you've broken your scapula. And I, I said to them, I was like, I promise you, I have not <laughs> broken my scapula. I've just broken it so many times. It's showing up on your CT scan that I've broken it. Yes, permanently, yeah, yeah, permanently there. And then, and we got back to the ward, and I'm, they're like, "You've broken ribs." And at that time, I wasn't sure because I'd hit the ground so hard, my, my collarbones and chest were quite sore, and the right side of my ribs. And then they said I'd broken both sides of my ribs, uh, and I was like, "Nah, that can't be right." But now, being home for ten days or whatever, 
my left side's giving me a lot more trouble than the right. So it's just funny how that works as pain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're no stranger to it knowing your body um, with the amount of injuries you've had. But have you seen doctors since you've been back in SoCal? Yeah, so um, I got in with the, the Alpine Star like, uh, crew that said the races has actually been really helpful. They um, got me onto one of the doctors, like the doctors that were actually at the race as well. Uh, and I saw them at the start of this week. But uh, we're just waiting now. Like, obviously, nothing is like, really bad or anything like that, but just trying to get a little bit more information on it because the hospital wasn't great at that. But trying to get the scans out of the hospital in Houston has been pretty difficult. I was hoping today I was going to get a phone call from the doctor um, in California to go back in because I was just waiting on getting those scans. And I really don't want to have to um, get some more scans here in California just because it costs so much um, to get that done here. Um, so hopefully by the end of the week they'll have the scans back uh, in like California and then they'll know a little bit more because originally they put the back brace on me because they thought I had a fracture in the lower back um, and then when they did the MRI that didn't show up. So at the moment I, I don't really know what happened there. Um, but they took the, they said I don't have to wear the back brace, which is nice. And I actually, my back's fine. Like I, it's just a little bit sore. Uh, but it's not really giving me any problems at all. It's more just, um, I think if anyone's ever done ribs before, it could say just kind of suck. You can't really do anything for it, but you just sort of, the worst thing is just trying to sleep when you lay on your back, and I can't really get up off my back at the moment. I'm kind of a bit like a turtle. <laughs> I can't get up. And, but apart from that, I'm pretty good. Like to get out and watch the bike today and all that, like I'm, if you saw me, you'd think nothing's wrong. So can you... Um... Can you break down the crash for us? What yeah, actually happened? Hey, Banks, don't know. So, uh, yeah, how's it going? Uh, so, the, in that section, the track was pretty basic at round one, um, but there was that first rhythm section, I guess you'd call it, and you would jump over the start straight, uh, like a little sort of like a double, but it was probably about the size, sort of like a triple, triple in a rhythm. So you'd double in, and then there was the next triple was quite small, um, and then the next triple was big, but it wasn't so much it was big, but the, the back side of the triple was pretty much vertical. So if you came up short of that, it was pretty much game over. Um, and in the, I was going for a fast lap. It was probably the last lap of the qualifying session that I could have done, and I overjumped. From what I think I did, I overjumped the, the first triple in the rhythm, and instead of speed bouncing it like I was before, I tried to hit it standing up just so that I was put like, you know, I was on a fast lap and I didn't get the lift and I cased. And as I cased, because it, it was so steep, but it just put me into a front flip. And by the time I hit the double out, I was already front flipping. So I just pretty much compressed the fork on the front wheel on the double out and then it just ejected me forward pretty much to my face, which, um, yeah, it, it was probably one of the biggest crashes I've ever had. Um, so to get out of it with the injuries that I had is pretty lucky. That is lucky. It's a bit of a weird thing on the line. Can you hear it? It's like I didn't get the lift. It was on my feet, my face. Is it happening, Duran? Yeah, is, are you, is the are accent you, kicking are in? Are you getting an American accent over there? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Surely not. Hopefully that's just the line. I don't know. I've been hanging around with 
too many Americans, I guess. There's no Aussies over here, unfortunately. Yeah, you find that um, in America. <laughs> There's a lot of Americans. Who would have thought? Dude, how yeah. um, how's the vibe in SoCal? Because I've been trying to wrap my head around this. Like, obviously, there's um. You know, there's no Anaheims, there's no West Coast Supercrosses. Is it just a really weird situation? Because any time, you know, you've been there for years, I've been there plenty of times, and it's always the center of everything, and everyone stays there. You know, all the overseas races like yourself, you're all based out of there. Is it weird, like, cruising around? You know, you're connected to, like, the race SoCal guys and 80 and and Steve and everybody and, and even the other vacation companies over there. Like, is everyone struggling? What's the go? Um, well, on the vacation side of things, I know uh, Steve doesn't have that business anymore. Um, has but, he sold it now? Uh, is he? Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's not really doing that, which is kind of lucky because I know uh, Mickey from CMH. He um, uh, I've had a lot to do with him, and he's actually with his business. He he does a little bit of the bike hire at the moment and stuff like that for local people. But um, like from the side of having vacation stuff that's not existent now so yeah right. um as bad as the covid stuff is it's really from the riding side of things it hasn't affected anything like um obviously it has affected things with you know races are different and everything like that but all the tracks are open the biggest thing for me is how the gyms have been shut so um to i'm lucky where i live i've got a little gym with a few things but um, that was sort of the biggest thing for me was that it sucked that you couldn't just go to the gym. Uh, and apart from that, going out to restaurants, you, like it's just takeout lately. Um, so, but apart from that, it's been pretty good over here. I'm sure the that you guys, because um, when COVID first started happening, my parents, I was speaking to them, and they called and they're like, "You can come home. It's up to you. It's really <laughs> bad over there." I'm like, "What?" The- what are you talking about? I was just riding today. So um, I think the information is like, it's obviously really bad over here, but from living and riding side of things, it hasn't really affected anything. No, I mean, I don't believe anything is as bad as you see on the media and the news. I mean, that's the whole different story. I mean, and especially where you are, like you're, you're in California, which is a a bit of a lefty liberal kind of shut everything down state where the rest, some of America is just completely business as usual. So, um, yeah, like in Houston, we could go out to dinner and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't too much of a difference because we sort of mostly cooked at the Airbnb we had. But yeah, it was nice to go out and have a sit-down meal. Yeah, I mean, it's the same over here. Like Victoria, you couldn't do anything for months. And then like Queensland, they were just business as usual. It just depends what government you've got in and what you know side of the politics they land on with this whole shenanigans that's going on right now. But um, so... Yeah, what, what's I mean? I know you got the athlete visa, so you're good to stay there for as long as you want. I know um, I've been talking to you know Dan Sedlak, who's a mutual friend of ours, and I think you've been helping him out a little bit with his business over there, um, you know, coaching and whatnot. So what what are you up to now? You're just kind of kicking it, healing up. You're going to race again? Do you think this year, or what's the go? I'm just trying to work that out now. Um, hopefully, I'll know more once the doctor here gets the scans, and I sort of get more of a timeline of how long I'm going to be out for, but. Um, I was trying to work out whether because I did a qualifying session uh, during the day whether I could race the West Coast still. That's what I was going to um, say. I thought you might be able to because you didn't score any points. I didn't know if that was still the rules. You might be able to switch coast. Yeah, I wasn't sure on that. I, I, from what I'm told, I could race the West, which I was surprised at. But in fact, saying that the West starts in what, where the 27th here now. So 
that's like what the 20th of Feb. So we've got 23 days or whatever until round one of the West. And I obviously I'm not going to be ready for that. Um, and you know so, yourself, right, racing or trying to race injured is just no fun. Especially over here with everyone being so good, it's just pointless to try and show up when I'm not, you know, 100% healthy. So I don't know, like whether I get ready and do the, the rest of the East, which after the 10-week break or whatever there is with the East, there's only really one round of East, le- East, East left because I wouldn't be able to qualify for the shootout with having only done one race. So yeah, that, I don't know, financially it doesn't really make sense to just, Get, spend all the money to get ready for one race, but I probably will end up doing that. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, you are you are you're out there, so I guess you got to try, right? Well, I, I'm not sure what to do. I keep thinking I'm going to be coming home at some stage, but I'd really sort of worried about coming home and then then not being races. Um, so I don't know. With like not being over there, it's hard to get information. But is there even is there going to be a national series run back home? Yeah, yeah. Primax is. Um Kicking off in it's kicking off in April, but I mean, look, the, yeah, it is. But I mean, they shut the state borders again the other week. Um, That's what I'm worried. Like, I don't want to come home and then and do all the rigmarole of having to do the 14 days in the hotel and all that stuff, and then you get home and then they shut the borders and the national series sort of doesn't happen. Yeah, um, I, I, I so, think there's definitely going to be rounds that happen, but I mean, it just depends on the government because it's like if you know. Worst comes to worst, and there's like a flare-up of of this saga again, um, and it gets all political. Like if they shut it down like they did last winter, it's game over for any anything. Uh, and I don't even want to talk about that on the air because it's going to make people nervous. But it's kind of the truth. Like I just really hope it doesn't get to that point. So yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. At least in America, they they don't give a shit. They enough. All, you can move around, right? Yeah. So like the uh, yeah, I don't know if I would race the outdoors here. Um, or just keep riding because originally I was all like normal planning coming back for the Australian Supercross Series last year, and then that didn't obviously happen. Um, so hopefully, worst case, you know, I get some get like there's a Supercross Series uh, at the end of this year in Australia, and then I'll I'll come home for that. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing with Supercross too is like I don't know. Obviously, I didn't run a series this year um, or last year. Sorry, and and again. You got to hope by the end of this year that they're going to have the uh, events sorted where you can do these things. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. I mean, maybe it's just better to stay over there and and uh, do your thing this summer in in Cali and and whatever it is. Keep riding and and hanging out because uh, you might as well. <laughs> yeah, I just feel sorry for the riders in Australia when there's been. Well, I understand there's been uh, state racing, but there hasn't been any national racing for. How long now? It's been yeah. Well, the last time. last national race was uh, was Ozex Open twenty nineteen. Yeah, that's crazy to me. So I so the, I haven't actually missed any national racing in Australia. You literally <laughs> have not missed anything. No, <laughs> so, uh, it's just unfortunate. But I guess that's what what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my question was going to be as if you haven't found yourself a nice California girl that you can settle down with and get that green card. Like, I I'm was sure he's not one or twelve, <laughs> seventeen. Or... I'm working on it. No, I, I, actually have, I actually have found a nice girl here that, um, I, yeah, she's been a big help. I've I've put her into the program of making me breakfast and and getting me ready to go to the track and stuff like that. So it's it's worked out well. So Especially home life being is good. Injured, I need someone. I need someone while I'm injured. 
Wow, that's 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 um that's good, Duran. That's uh, a scary time. Yeah. Things settling down. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the world cup? How old are you now, Duran? I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, I'm getting so old. I'm 28 now. So, Whoa, uh, yeah, it's time to settle down, bro. I know. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, that's good. I mean, yeah, it's uh, I know plenty of people who've made for the green card. I'd say it worked out. Is for, that how you got into Australia? Nah, nah, I was lucky I had the, the connection from being a kid when my family lived here, but um, yeah, I'm sure you know I'm, plenty I'm too. Really, I'm not a big, what's the word, a proponent of um of marriage. I just, <laughs> you I don't, don't understand say. Getting, <laughs> I don't understand getting the government involved. So yeah. um, I, I think I'm out on that one. I'll just, I'll get a green card from, from actually putting in the, in the uh, paperwork, I guess, instead of just getting married. Yeah, true. I mean, uh, once you've had the athlete visa for a while, it's sort of the first step, right? But um, well, it's been interesting because um, out of all the years for fucking oh, sorry, no, <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, fun. It's for fun. All, <laughs> for all the years of you know COVID and that, like um, I had my visa and that, and uh, that expired in in July. So we were in the process of uh, getting all that done with the lawyers and stuff, just like normal. Um, and then as you put in the petition for your next visa, uh, you get, I think it's called an I-94 or something like that, um, which allows me to stay in America for as long as I want. Um, but if I leave America, I have to then go home and do my interview at the consulate to get my next visa. Yeah. You you did um, the right thing, not leaving because you would have never got back with that whole deal. Yeah. So because the consulate was shut in Melbourne, so. I kind of got in this tough situation. Everyone's asking why I stayed and didn't come home or anything like that. But, That's why. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I. If I had not, if I had come home, I wouldn't have been able to come back for Supercross. And I was like, well, what if there's no racing in Australia or anything, anything like that, looking like it's going to happen? I just thought, stuff it. I'll, I'll stay and like continue riding because originally I was getting ready to come back and do the nationals with how they were postponed. And that's why I was riding like motocross all summer here. And then that obviously never happened. So uh, Parlour was obviously just 30 minutes down the road. Um, and I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. Um, and I got my butt whipped, obviously. But it was still a good, you know, a good experience to do a national over here. Yeah, hell yeah. That would have been such a cool experience doing AMA National. And uh, those events are humongous. Um, now it's cool, Duran. Well, hey... Um we, yeah, I hope you can get back on the bike. I mean, you actually had a pretty good run there without being injured. For you, you were riding for as long as I think you've ridden uninterrupted for a long time. Hey, yeah, it was basically a year. I I still fit in the uh, last year straight after Salt Lake. Um, I didn't really post about it or anything like that. But the week after Salt Lake, we were out mountain biking, and I'm not sure how, like, because I never really push it on the mountain bike. I'm not great on the downhill stuff i just like to do it for the fitness side of things yeah yeah and um and i'm not sure how but i had a massive crash and um i fractured my jaw and got knocked out like i've never really had a big head injury and that was the first time i've ever had a head injury like that and i had to take a couple months off and um really get things sorted so i still fitted an injury there even though i wasn't on the on the dirt bike um, so just typical, but, uh, yeah, it was a pretty good run. So hopefully I can get back to it and not have any injuries again. 
Yeah, for sure. It was good to see you out there. Um, we're in seven now. Are you you hanging out with Big James? What's going on there? You've been been talking to him, or is uh, you going to be riding at his house anytime soon? I saw that deal. Uh, I don't think so. No. <laughs> no, it was actually cool um, that, to be sort of you know a part of that, and then to actually get to deal with um, Roger, and who obviously uh, runs seven over here. Yeah, I was going to um, ask that. that like, is it a dealer deal, or are you actually going through the company? Because that's that's they don't. Uh, it's quite an elite company. They don't deal with a whole lot of riders, I feel. Yeah, it was cool to sort of like get that opportunity and then... So how the uh, hell did you get hooked up? <laughs> uh, just from um, uh, riding at some practice tracks here that uh, uh, know Roger and a few other people. And then obviously, uh, actually, Mickey from CMA knows them. And I just went in and introduced myself. Um, where, yeah, really cool to with and um, I think everyone can agree the seven stuff is uh, what is one of the sort of the cooler brands when you're not wearing seven you sort of look at it and you're like damn that's pretty cool um, so just to get the opportunity to wear it I was pretty happy with that and then obviously didn't get to race in it so hopefully sometime this year I'll be able to uh, get to race in it and yeah because it's pretty I, I'm pretty pumped on to be you know to be able to wear it yeah, I think, um, did, did your heat race win at Salt Lake, sorry, LCQ win at Salt Lake, did that help um, people start to get to know who you are and and uh, like the American company's starting to be more willing to help you out now with the story of you being a privateer over there and stuff? Um, not really. I still <laughs> didn't, <laughs> I didn't really have anyone sort of behind me um, still to go to the races, but little things like... Um, uh, Paul Parabinos from uh, Rental yeah. uh, reached out to me and he was really nice and actually I just had a package arrive um, for the Rental stuff which might seem small but when you're thinking about buying you know a couple sets of handlebars of that for the season then sprockets like sprockets are $70 or whatever they are here by the time you buy like five sets of them to go you know racing or whatever it all adds up so that is a big help but that's probably about the only one really that, um, yeah, came out of it, I guess, wearing seven and then a few little things like that. But no, nah, not not what you'd probably think, no. Yeah, it's just still off your own back. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the unfortunate reality of things, isn't it? Yeah, but no, nah, it's still good fun. That's what it's all about. I mean, how you, you're having a, a bigger run over there than most Aussie privateers ever had. Yeah, I think just with the, uh, like the, way things went with COVID, I sort of thought stuff that will, why I'm sort of not as if I'm stuck over here because I can obviously obviously come home at any point. Um, I just thought I'd try and run with it for as long as I can. And I'm sure it's going to, you know, end soon and I've got to work out whether I um, come home or not. But I just thought why I can, I'll, I'll stay for as long as I can and, and get the race in. Like I just um, was talking to uh, my good friend, uh, Jai Constantino uh, uh, on the weekend and he was at um, what was the event that uh, Warnable the ship yeah, yeah, that ship day two day yeah, yeah. And, and he was showing me uh, some footage from it and I just thought holy shit I'm glad I'm not there because oh, that's about the only event in Victoria like uh, that's sort of happening like around this time because there's no you know nationals or anything like that and I seen photos and that of the track and i was just like holy shit i'm glad i'm here yeah well, you know what it's right. you know what it's like here in summer yeah. dude like it's 40 degrees on sunday there like i didn't go but um yeah everyone you talked to it was just insanely hot and 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you, you and the thing is, when you're there the whole time, I think you get numb to how good the tracks are. You get numb to how good the racing yeah. is. And yeah. then if you were to come home, you'd probably be like, oh, yeah, I remember. Like, And it's not to say that every event here is bad because it's not. Like, I think that Warnable event can be really good. It really depends yeah, it just on the depends weather. On oh, the weather saying, you know? uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not saying that it was a bad event, but just from seeing the, that the photos of how hard pack and dry it looked, I was, yeah, I was just like, holy crap. There's no point beating around the bush. Like you, got, you compare Warnable to you going to a, a swap oh. moto race at Glen Helen or Parlour to do a, a, a local outdoor race. Like there's no comparison. You're racing AMA Supercross. Like you're racing the best events and the best tracks in the world. So there's no point sugarcoating it. Like yeah, you'd rather be there than here. Any rider would. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying that while like the situation that I, I was in, I was like, stuff that I'll stay for as long as I can afford and all that sort of stuff and and see how many races we can do. And, um, yeah, it's unfortunate that I got hurt, uh, but hopefully I'll make some supercrosses. And then, I don't know, with with the way the Australian Motocross Series, if that sort of starts to happen or it's looking like it happens, I'll probably come home uh, and do that. Well, fair enough, man. I hope we get to see you out there because it was cool. Um, yeah, you need you to know. get another LCQ win because we – you need really some TV time. We need to uh, we need to get you some inside dirt, some stickers and some jersey prints, and we'll, we'll make some sort of deal happen. I don't know TV time. I'll pay you or something. I've just been pretty slack on the whole inside dirt thing the last year or so because <laughs> there was absolutely nothing going on with uh, racing in Australia, so we didn't do anything, you know. But um, have you bumped into your buddy Justin Rodbell at all while you've been over there? No, I haven't actually. Um, I'm. I think he was. He's been he racing, was racing the the four fifty, so he'd have been at the events you were at. It's sort of with the sort of everyone sort of just sticks to themselves now with um, the COVID protocols and stuff like that. It's not like you're going to be really bumping in and, into anyone in the pits. Yeah, true. You guys um, don't even get to do track walk or anything, right? No, you just get the two lap rolling laps at the start, and then you sort of they bring you back to the start line, and then you're straight back into it um, for the so. Which to me, it doesn't really like. The track walk, you don't really get too much out of it. As long as you get the the two sliding laps where you roll it, and you can go up into the stands beforehand uh, for the track viewing, they call it. So you get. I to think see that's better. Like, I, I personally hate walking supercross tracks because it scares me. Like I'd rather just kind of. <laughs> me too. Like you go out and walk the track, and you're like, "Holy shit, that triple looks pretty big!" And then first lap, you come around, you jump it fine. Yeah, but, it's, dude. Uh, I used to yeah. even. Um, even when I rode freestyle, I used to hate looking at the ramps from eye level. Like, I'd rather just, just get on my bike and let me hit it, you know, because it looks that's so like much bigger. That's like going to Aussie Open. That's yeah. like going to Aussie Open and you're just shitting yourself first lap because you haven't hit a ramp all year. Yeah, and yeah. And then, yeah, you're trying to work out. I think this is only 60 foot, so you have to hit it basically walking base. Yeah, yeah, you just get excited. I, and I don't think people get that, like, even at a pro level. like it, you, you get scared. It's just that, you know, you... Yeah, to walk supercross track, you're right. Like to stand on the up ramp of a triple, you're like, "Fuck, this thing's huge. It's blind. It's scary. Out of a turn, there's hardly any run up." But then, if you just look at it eye level and go, "Okay, it's a standard triple, bro," like it's second nature. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, me personally, I think I'd deal with that a lot better than having to walk those tracks. <laughs> I think it's just the same thing as if you ride a, a track like a supercross track for all day and you haven't jumped a section, you, it gets in your head too much. Whereas if you go out and you jump it third lap then you've got it done and you, you're fine I think the longer you put things off and, and, and walk on the track you just 
walking the track and then you see the jumps and you have to go back, put your gear on, you're just thinking about things a little bit too much just instead of just going out and riding. Yeah, it gets yeah, in your exactly. head. It really I, does. I don't, I don't really deal with that anymore, but I'm, I went back when I was younger, I definitely – like you would go to the Supercross tracks and you'd be like, far out, man. I got to jump that. Yeah, I don't know if I ever got over that, but straight no, up. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right, man. Hey, we've been on the phone for a minute, Duran. I really appreciate you taking the time out to chat to us. And now I've got your number and everything. We might get you back on to be our US correspondent a little bit more here and there with the with the racing. Before we let you go, um, who's your pick for the for the East Coast title? Now you've watched some races. Ah. Uh, Who's my pick? Uh, it would be uh, it'd be cool if Craig got it done. I just don't know whether he can do it for the whole season. Yeah. Uh, I with, I'm sort of still waiting for Jet to have one of those silly sort of um, rides. Like, not saying that he's going to do that, but he's just so young. Like, he's been so sort of composed and perfect so far that it's sort of if he keeps doing that, he definitely could get the title. Yeah. Um, but I'll pick Colt Nichols. I, I'd like his style, and he always jumps the big stuff. So I'll pick him. Um, and the other thing is, I think Jet's got one coming for him now. With um, out of all the people to clean out, I don't know what he was thinking cleaning out Moseman because he'll literally saw your front end off next round. Yeah, he was gnarly last year on the Husky. Eh? He was just pinball and bouncing off of everybody. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's going to end well for um, Jet picking that sort of like I I understand that it's obviously worth it because you got some more points and all that but in the long run yeah maybe that might come back to bite him and then someone like Craig or that who's a little bit older you know might get it done did uh, did Jet reach out to you you know like the veteran Aussie in the 250 class over there like no a, a fellow countryman did he kind of reach out and ask how how you were no no <laughs> I think he's got his head screwed on a little bit more than that, but uh, <laughs> nah, he's, he's uh, with the whole, like, you look at the whole factory Honda sort of thing, and yeah, the amount of resources and everyone around him would be pretty amazing, so. Um, Are you going over I and asking he, for parts? Yeah, at least throw no, your bone, right? Like, Jack, can I have some pipes or sprockets yeah. or something? No, I'm just, I'll just contact Honsky and, and tell him to, Asking to get me some stuff, but um, yeah, that's about as far as I go. You can't. I don't think you yeah. really can't really get much access access to the. Nah, I mean, we're already messing. That's that's a given. But um, that's an interesting one. We should. Yuriev hasn't gotten back to me. Shocking about coming back on after he messaged me about thirty minutes ago. But um, we should have had a conference call with you and Yuriev and like figured out why you're not on Penrite. Uh, yeah. Sorry, on Markov Honda over there because you know, like that's an Australian. On that's that an Aussie team, team you know. Oh, no, I understand with the way, like, he obviously has to go sell things for sponsors and that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just talking shit. Like I, know, I know. Yeah, like. I know. But <laughs> in saying that, Yuriev has been, like, really good to me over here. Um, I, I I know he hasn't been here for the whole off-season sort of thing, um, but I've basically been in his workshop uh, every week <laughs> getting some sort of help or that. So it's sort of like being sort of over here by myself. He's been a big help, whether he knows it or not. Um, yeah, obviously, we, yeah. You're not on the team. You're not right. on the team, but yeah, we all know you. Reeves helped you out for a long time with every every yeah. you know, different thing. So it's just fun to uh, to stir the pot a little bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, man. Hey, thanks for coming on, Duran. Um, best of luck with the recovery. Um, 
say what up to to Sedlak because I missed that dude and I chat to him a lot on Instagram. But uh, say hello to him for me the next time you see him. Yeah, all right, sweet. All right, buddy. Will you take care? And I think the listeners will be pretty glad they got to hear from you finally because, uh, you know, you just kind of upped and vanished and moved to the States and got married and changed up on us. So, uh, yeah, it's good to hear from you, man. All right. Catch you later. See you, Jerem. Bye. All right. Bang settling down. Yeah. The I, world is really coming to an end, isn't don't, it? Don't believe everything here. No. No, it's cool. I'm glad we got to chat to him. Um it's cool what he's doing over there. I don't think people understand how gnarly it is what he's doing over there. You know, living over there, trying to race over there as a privateer, everything in between, it's it's hard work and not a lot of reward. So hats off to him. But there you go, guys. Previous Inside Dirt co-host, Duran Stapleton. My phone's ringing. It's all good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, I don't think your coming on. Yeah, great. Uh, he... Um, he said, give me 30 minutes, 45 minutes ago, and, and hasn't responded. He's probably doing something important, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're only racing in two days, so... Yeah, you know, uh, let me check one more time. What's your number over there, your evening? Nothing. He said, sure, but I'll give me 30 minutes an hour ago. Um, so, we'll write that one off. We'll do it. We will do a one-on-one with your so we're not talking smack. He's obviously busy, yep. but that's all good. Um, I think we covered everything, man. Yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, we've got Indy this week. Who's your picks? <sighs> well, Indy 1, 2, and... Indy okay. 1, 2, and 3. I think AC is going to get it done pretty soon. Yeah. But I also think the web wagon might start rolling. It's starting to roll. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's so hard to... come out this week and make a statement, doesn't he? Yeah, like, but he's been making statements. don't play that shit, just, as Aiden said. <laughs> don't yeah. play that shit. I, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. It's really hard. Who's your pick? Uh, for the 450s, I honestly think that... Roxon will come out this week. You reckon he'll get it done? Yeah, okay. he has to. Has to. He has to. Otherwise, he's got to. Yeah, got to get. So Roxon gets a win. I reckon. Maybe he gets the best of Webb for once. Webb finishes in second, and then AC to round out the podium. Okay. Tomac fourth, maybe. Um, Two fifty. Is how cool is it getting to watch Supercross three times a week? It's. I really like the midweek race. The only I problem do. is I work in the industry during the week, so I have to put a sign on my bench that says, "If you know today's results, please don't say anything." Yeah, but you're one of them weirdos. It's like I don't want to know the result before I watch the race. Yeah, but I'll sit there on my lunch break and watch all of qualifying to make sure my fantasy team is on point. Yeah, I don't care anymore. I'm just yeah. like I know the result. It still doesn't take away from watching it. Yeah, I just like it. And honestly, I get too much fucking anxiety watching the race not knowing what's going to happen. Like, if I'd have watched that last lap not knowing, I'd have just been, like, throwing... Oh, so you knew that happened? Yeah, I knew it happened. Oh, nah. Dude, I got got two young kids, like... I got fucking G'd up watching that. I might get to watch Supercross at 5pm when it happens. Or if my kids are doing kid things, I don't sometimes get to watch till the next day. It just Get them in line. Tell them. 12 o'clock, Sunday. Dad's sitting down watching Supercross for three hours. I don't care if you need your nappy change or you need to be fed, all right? You come tell me. You got to, what did David Villeman always say? You got to eat Supercross, yeah. sleep Supercross, fuck Supercross. I get that part, um, but you can come tell. It's funny because Grayson's two and a half now, so yeah. he's like, well, watch Supercross, Dad, watch yeah. Supercross. Mint. And he like sits next to me for like, 10 minutes. Five minutes. Like, he'll watch the first, like, heat race. The first gate drop of the first heat race. He's like, race, race. And we're like, yeah. And then a few minutes later, he starts, like, fidgeting. And then he'll just take off. And he'll, like, go get his toy modis or he'll just go, like, get a bat or a ball or whatever he's playing with and just go crazy. And then all hell breaks loose. It's just the way it is. But um, 250s. Uh, I think 
I think this next race is going to be very important because if Jet gets a win... Well, this is round four of seven. It starts his thing going again. If Craig gets a win, it kind of puts Colt back in his place. But if Cole gets a win, whoever wins this next round is going to be momentum. You know? Yeah. And Colt and Craig are tied on points. Jet's not that far behind, right? No, I'm just um, getting it up here. So, ooh, that's 450s. Wow, 450s is really tight. Yeah, it is. There's, what, Roxon on 60. Lost those four points for jumping medical flag. So, he'd be on 67 if he hadn't had the red flag or lost that race. Yeah. yeah. And then you got Barsha on 59, Webb on 59, Tomac on 54. Yeah, so it's all to play for. Yeah, I mean, there's what... It's still so early in the year, though. But there's 12 points between the top nine. And then what's 250 saying? 250s is... Sorry. Uh, so you've got Nichols and Craig tied on 70 points and Lawrence on 64. Yeah, right. And then you jump back to Josh Motor on 56. So it's really going to be down to those three. Yeah, it is those three. Um, yeah, I, I think whoever wins in Indy... Because you know what, too? It's like... Whoever gets the win at the first one, the momentum's going to build because you've got races two days, three days after each other. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to see Jet get it done. I think it's going to be a big thing if he can win, but... He's still got time, I think. If he doesn't win it this year, it's not make or break. Like, as long as he has a solid year, which I think he's already proved enough. Yeah, he's there. He'll get it figured out. It's just... Um, I, I mean, think for Craig, more so. Like, he needs to get a title or move on. Well, Craig is a veteran. He's 29. He's nearly as old as me. But yeah. Nah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um... Yeah, veteran. Have I told you the story about when I met Christian Craig? No. It's it's an interesting story. Okay. We um when I lived in California when I was riding and training, we were um it was with the Ray SoCal guys and the owner of Ray SoCal, Steve, knew Mike Craig, and they were randomly we went to Chili's or some restaurant in in Terecchio, Marietta, and they had this big like motorhome. It was like Christian Craig, Monster Energy, and this was when he was on eighty fives and super minis. And um and we met them in the car park of this restaurant and just hung out in their motorhome for a while. And he would have been, I was like 18, 19. So he would have been like 14, 15. Yeah. So he was like, yeah. Tail end of super Tail end of super minis, 14, 15. And, and we were just hanging out and him and his dad don't talk anymore, but it was before, obviously he was still a kid. So they were together, but yeah, it was just like, I oh, was telling me a motocross parent and the rider don't talk anymore. I know, it's, shocking, it's right? shocking. But it was like, he had these monster energy helmets and they were, they just got them and they were cleaning them and they were talking and, and I'm, I'm fresh out of England where there's nothing cool going on. And, uh, and they're talking about all this money that monsters paying him. And, and his dad was like, they offered us this, but we, we got this cause he's worth it. And he's going to, and he's winning and he's this and he's that. And I'm just sitting there with eyes like bigger than a freaking fishbowl. Like, Oh my God. Like, cause number one, that's Mike Craig. Like, yeah. you know, I grew up watching him battle McGrath and everybody yeah. else. And then yeah, seeing, it was just, you know, yeah, I just, deal. I just remember it. It's like, one of those things that stands out that yeah. when you meet certain people and he didn't really become Christian Craig after that for a long time because no. of the injuries and how his, his whole life and career went. But, um, Is that around the same time that, I um, yeah. Jay Law blew you off the track. He did blow me off the track. Yeah. yeah. It's a true story. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very, very weird situation, <laughs> but I'm, I feel like I'm one of the not elite few that can say they got cleaned out by Jay Law for absolutely no reason. Yeah. At a practice track. <laughs> On the vet oh, track, track. <laughs> running a bike in. I rode a bike in. I had no no need yeah. to do that, Jason. But uh, yeah, you know what? So, well, who's cool your, who's your pick for two fifty? Should we go over that? We, I, I don't know. I don't know. I it's, don't have a pick. I honestly, I don't see it being anyone other than Colt, Christian, and Jet. In, yeah, it's in obviously some one, form of those, of it's one of those three. As I'm saying, I don't know who out of the three, yeah. but whoever it is, you it, can like. I wouldn't say you'd lock it in for a podium, but it'd almost be this. this 
other than a first-time crash or a mechanical, it's going to be those three. But yeah. like Duran said, Jet's going to have um, Moseman yeah. after him. Yep. And he was pretty vocal after the race. He was pissed off about it. Um, anyway, let's wrap this show up. We've got some real work to do. It actually cool. pays the bills right yeah. now. Um, again, thanks for listening, guys. 2021 Inside Dirt Show. This is episode number two. That's almost as many as we did last that year. That is as many as we did last yeah. year. So we are, we're already ahead of 2020. Uh, like I said, a lot of exciting things to come from Inside Dirt that will be coming out in the next few weeks, months. We've got a lot of things that in um, are in the pipeline that will be growing. And That's what um, we're do today, actually. Yeah, we've got to work on some things. And uh, exciting times. So thanks again for listening from myself, Joe Stevens, and Darnell. All right, see you guys. Good Peace to be back. Out. And uh, we'll be back... Uh, Next week or so.